Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. A recent study revealed a link between domestic violence and an employee's behavior in the workplace. With this story, here's InfoTrack's Lisa G. Lisa? Thanks, Chris. We are speaking with Dr. Katrina Scott of the University of Toronto, who is the lead author on a very interesting study about domestic violence in our workplace. Now, typically we talk to women or men who have experienced domestic violence, but this study has a different turn. And Dr. Scott, why don't you explain to us exactly what your study does? What we wanted to do is we wanted to interview those people who were recognized as perpetrators of domestic violence in the workplace. Just in terms of context, this is the second of two studies. The first study was a pan-Canadian study of the effect of domestic violence victimization in the workplace. We felt very strongly that we needed to follow this up by also speaking to those who had perpetrated violence in the workplace. So what we did is we partnered with intervention programs for people who had been arrested for perpetrating domestic violence or who were voluntarily seeking intervention for perpetrating domestic violence. The majority of our respondents were heterosexual men, and this report is on the results for those respondents. Dr. Scott, where does a study like this go? Our hope is a study like this goes to workplaces who are thinking about the kinds of policies and practices and partnerships that make sense to make sure that their workers are all healthy and safe. I think when it comes to domestic violence, a lot of the focus is on women or men on the receiving end of it, how to help them, where they can go, how they can be safe. And your study is showing that the perpetrator of domestic violence, that there could be better tools for them to get help once they're in the workplace because they take the behaviors with them. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think it's quite important. I think that sometimes we have this idea that what happens at home and what happens at work is quite separate. And one of the things that this study confirms, consistent with those studies of victims of violence, is that violence crosses workplaces and home. When we surveyed these men, what we found is that a third of them reported that they had engaged in behaviors that were emotionally abusive or monitoring during work hours using work resources. So for an example, a man might report calling his partner to say something degrading or intimidating. Some men also reported using workplace vehicles and time to drop by their partner's home or workplace to make sure that she was where she said she was going to be and doing what she said she was going to be doing. So part of the ways that domestic violence extends into the workplace is directly through ongoing perpetration. There are other ways as well. So domestic violence also extends into the workplace in terms of worker productivity and safety. So one of the things we found is about half of the men reported that being distracted or distressed or angered or preoccupied with domestic violence issues impacted their job performance. And they were unhappy about that. They also talked about difficulties getting to work and staying at work and missing days of work as a result of these issues. 
And finally, in terms of the safety of the workplace overall, almost one in 10 men reported that they caused or almost caused a workplace accident as a result of being distracted or preoccupied by domestic violence issues. Now, a lot of these accidents were things like car accidents or accidents with heavy equipment. Some of them were very serious. One man talked about nearly dropping a load of bricks off a forklift onto somebody. Another man talked about missing medication that he was supposed to administer to one of the patients he had on his shift and that that had some pretty serious consequences as well. And so what can a workplace do? I mean, legally, can they step in? It seems like if they're taking these issues with them at work and it's such a serious problem that they should be able to get some help. Exactly. And I think that's one of the real reasons we wanted to do this study, because I think that as we are recognizing the impact of domestic violence victimization in the workplace, we're starting to think about the kinds of interventions that should be available for victims, the kinds of policies that need to be in place for ensuring workplace safety. But I worry that we're not having the same conversation about the domestic violence perpetrators. And I think we need a range of response to domestic violence perpetration, just like we do to victimization. So how can we step in? How can the workplace help to shape norms about domestic violence? How can workers and workplaces provide prevention and intervention activities and help link men up to the help that they need so that the violence doesn't continue? And it's a complicated issue. We asked men if they talked to somebody at work and only about one in three had talked to anybody. And about half the men reported that they felt that their workplace was you know, negative, it wouldn't be supportive, and it wouldn't be fair. And indeed, about a quarter of the men in the survey said that they lost their job either directly or indirectly as a result of domestic violence. So these are complicated issues, but I think that if we don't start to talk about them, then what we're doing is we're contributing to these issues continuing to be hidden. We are speaking with Dr. Katrina Scott of the University of Toronto, who is the lead author of a study about domestic violence in the workplace. And she's trying to bring to the forefront how if a perpetrator of domestic violence is at work, that possibly they should be able to get some help, not unlike an alcoholic, someone who has a drinking problem, a drug problem. But from your study, it seems like the men involved are afraid to speak up. Many of the men are afraid to speak up. And we asked also whether or not they were aware of any workplace resources available to them. And the vast majority said no. They felt nothing was available to them at work that could potentially be helpful. Now, we did have a few stories from men who had a different experience in the workplace. And I think of one man in particular who got arrested for a domestic violence incident and was interested and willing to seek treatment for that. He was open with his workplace and his workplace really got behind him. He was a shift worker, so attending the intervention program at a regular time every week was difficult. His workplace shifted his work hours to make sure that he was able to attend the intervention that he needed. And he felt like his workplace really had his back in his efforts to make change. Now, that certainly wasn't the experience of all the men, but some of the men did have some stories like that about workplaces that were supportive and partners in helping them to change the behavior they wanted to change. Was there one surprising part of this study that you learned from the perpetrators that you were, you know, shocked by or surprised by? I wasn't surprised that domestic violence extended into the workplace. I think one of the things that I was surprised by was 
the number of men who reported dropping by their partner's home or work during their work hours using workplace resources. And I think it surprised me because those behaviors are visible. So their partners or other people that are working with their partners would have seen that. And probably men's co-workers would also have been aware of those kinds of behaviors. And I guess I'm surprised that this happened and worried that more people weren't speaking up about, hey, this is not okay. You need to do something differently. This isn't respectful. This isn't an okay thing to do. How can we figure out a way out of this? How can we help you to change? Well, Dr. Katrina Scott of the University of Toronto, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for speaking with me today. For InfoTrack, I'm Lisa G. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. A production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.